Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the first quarter 2023 Von Nelson International Small Cap Recap. And with me today are Senior Portfolio Managers, Marco Priani and Kevin Ross. And with that, Marco, Kevin, I will turn things over to you. Thank you very much, Dan. Uh, Kevin, during our last podcast, we forecasted not exactly dollar weakness, but that the U.S. dollar would not be a drag of performance in 2023 as it was in 2022, when it detracted several hundred basis points in terms of our asset class. How did we fare in the first quarter related to this? Well, Marco, as you described it, it was a low bar for a forecast, but we can say that so far this year it has been accurate. If you look at the DXY, the dollar index, it weakened by around 200 basis points during the first quarter. In terms of our asset class, which to some extent has a different makeup than the DXY, the dollar weakness added around 50 basis points to performance for a total index return of roughly 4.9%. Still modest, but in the right direction. What is interesting to note is that going deeper into how the DXY behaved during the quarter, the main variable seems to be U.S. interest rates over all the other variables that influence the dollar exchange rate. There were two clear breaking points in terms of the trends of the U.S. dollar during the quarter, one around February 1st and the other around March 8th. The year started in an optimistic fashion in terms of direction of interest rates in the U.S., uh, with rates coming down and some expectations of a pivot. That changed at the beginning of February as Powell in the post-FOMC meeting conference struck a more hawkish tone. Precisely before Powell's speech, the DXY touched its lowest point for the quarter, some 300 basis points lower than the level at the beginning of the year. The situation changed dramatically post the speech, and the DXY began a rapid increase of roughly 400 basis points over the next 40 days. When the banking crisis hit, affecting mainly U.S. regional banks, but then extending a few weeks later to the weakest link of European banking, Credit Suisse, the trend changed dramatically as expectations of weaker economic activities driven by credit tightening took center stage and U.S. rates expectations declined accordingly. Over less than 20 trading days, the USD gave up then roughly 300 basis points to finish the quarter, as we indicated, about 200 basis points below the level at the beginning of the year. We mentioned in the past how relevant and positive the USD is for the returns of our asset class, international small cap. In addition to the positive trend we've seen this year, Marco, what other elements do you see as relevant to building a bullish narrative for international small cap? Well, a bullish narrative can be built. I don't know which uh, uh, percentage of probability I would put it, not significantly above 50%. But uh, looking at, at Western Europe, which represents most of our asset class, we see several data points that point to positive developments in absolute terms and to positive developments vis-a-vis the U.S. equity market in particular. One element to highlight is that in Europe, the proportion of companies seeing uh, earnings per share upgrades remains positive, with the lag chart suggesting that European EPS growth maintains its 8 to 10% run rate over the coming six months. Uh, Key to this is excess savings that seem to have offset a central bank-driven tightening recession. In the U.S., on the other hand, this EPS growth measure points to a neutral result. Another aspect is margins. 
which many investors are very pessimistic about. In Europe, the percentage of companies seeing upgrades to margin forecast is neutral. In the US, it's below 40%. Another data point that could help build confidence is that in Europe, cyclicals are seeing more upgrades than defensives, continuing a post-COVID trend. German industrial production and available weather for economic activity in Europe was positive in February and March, and is in expansion territory after seven previous months of decline. Unemployment in Europe is at 6.6% uh, stable at historically low levels. Along these lines, the consensus for IFA small cap of almost 8% earnings per share growth for 2023 is reasonable and compares very favorably with 1% for the S&P 500. IFA small cap P levels of around 13 times in 2023 and less than 12 for 2024 are attractive in absolute terms and relative to its history. And they compare favorably with the S&P at 18.5 and 16.5 respectively, not to mention the Russell 2000 at 22 and 17 times for the same periods. Uh, as we highlighted, the expected uh, U.S. dollar weakness would add to the returns of the asset class. Did they convince you? Absolutely, Marco. What else would you highlight in terms of the results for the quarter for the fund specifically? Well, the fund returned slightly above 4% during the quarter, underperforming the benchmark by 88 basis points. In relative terms, the best performing geography was Australia, which contributed 80 basis points, and the worst performing was the UK, which detracted 77 basis points. Sector-wise, uh, real estate contributed the most, 82 basis points, and energy detracted the most at 61 basis points. Sector-wise for the benchmark, there was a clear delineation of winners and losers with communication, consumer discretionary, industrials, and IT outperforming, and staples, energy, financials, healthcare, real estate, and utilities underperforming. This has uh, the characteristics of a risk-on period, uh, with the anomalies being energy and financials, which underperformed due to base effects in the case of energy, and the banking crisis in the case of financials. Anything else you would add, Kevin? A couple things. Uh, our over and underweights have not changed materially from last quarter, with the portfolio being overweight about 10% industrials and 6% IT, and underweight slightly more than 6% both materials and real estate. In terms of currency, we are 6.5% overweight the euro and 5.5% underweight the Swiss franc. At 31%, our largest country exposure is to Japan, which is in line with the benchmark. We have added eight companies to the portfolio during the first quarter and sold out of 10. All except one of the companies are undervalued growth names in the Vaughn Nelson nomenclature or compounders. We use the dips in the markets to add high returning names and the portfolio shows that with an average ROE of 15.5%, which is much higher than the benchmark at 11.6%. Concurrently, our forward PE is a little bit higher than the benchmark at 14.4% compared to 12.6%, but we are happy with that trade-off. The earnings season that we currently are, are in right now will be very relevant to see if the Goldilocks scenario 
that has been described on this on this podcast is a real possibility or if a deterioration of earnings starts to set in. This will be more clear at the half-year results uh, later this year since many of our companies report profitability only semi-annually. Another thing to highlight is that we have seen in recent weeks a return of M&A activity within our markets, which is another exciting development after a period of very limited activity last year. Certainly, it will be an exciting year, and the team is ready to take advantage of opportunities as they arise. Thank you very much for listening, and back to you, Dan. All right, Marco, Kevin, thank you very much. Um, And with that, we will look to returns in the first quarter of 2023. The Von Nelson International Small Cap Strategy returned 3.98% gross, 3.72% net. First, the MSCI EFA Small Cap Index at 4.92%. On the one-year number, negative uh, 13.64% gross, negative 14.51% net. Uh, the MSCI EFA small cap is at negative uh, 9.83%. On the five-year number for the Von Nelson International Small Cap Strategy is 1.76% gross, 0.65% net. And that's versus the MSCI EFA small cap index at 0.87%. Um, and on the life strategy, our sense inception number it is the Von Nelson International Small Cap at 4.9% gross, 3.65% net. Um, and again, versus the MSCI EVA Small Cap Index at 4.56%. Um, and with that, that wraps up the first quarter. So Marco, Kevin, thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you again here after the second quarter. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws. Securities discussed within this podcast may be held in the Von Nelson strategies.